now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. See, a United States Astro Robot becomes a creature of death. And these. We have come here to this planet for one purpose only, to acquire breeding stuff to repopulate our planet. Welcome to Bots, Bugs, and Babes, the B-Movie Podcast. From class to cult, all the cheese in between. The movies are B, but the entertainment is grade A. And I'm your host, Mr. Jason Giaconetti. And I'm joined, once again, by my brother, Mr. Luke Giaconetti. Hey, Jay. Happy Halloween, everybody. Get your big sacks to go trick-or-treating. Get your mask on and set that Wayback Machine to 1985. Because we are taking a look at Garfield's Halloween Adventure, also known as Garfield in Disguise. And we'll get to it right after this. It's a night of spooky surprises. Oh, Halloween. For America's favorite fat cat. Don't bat your eyes. Garfield's Halloween Adventure will have you shaking in your boots Monday. Garfield's Halloween Adventure, a.k.a. Garfield in Disguise, debuted October 30th, 1985 on CBS with a 24-minute running time. Now, uh, Garfield, uh, Garfield's Halloween Adventure um, is the fourth of 12 different Garfield TV specials made between 1982 and 1991. Yep. And, and CBS was the home of those. CBS yes. and Garfield. Garfield long had a home on CBS, both with the animated specials and, of course, a personal favorite of my childhood, Garfield and Friends, yep. the, the syndic- the, not syndicated, but the, the animated show with uh, Garfield and U.S. Acres uh, yes. on it. Um, and uh, this movie actually won the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Animated Program. Um, in fact, all 12 of the Garfield specials were all Emmy nominated with four different ones winning, this being one of the yep. four, uh, mm-hmm. which is impressive. I mean, you know, if you produce two or three, okay, 12 over the course of nearly a decade, yep. that's, you know, that's pretty good staying power. Um, yep. Well, you know, that that and that speaks to Jim Davis, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Jim Davis... A lot of a lot of folks don't like Jim Davis because he so embraced the marketing and merchandise ability of Garfield. Yeah. But I'm not going to argue with the guy for making money and making a first of a comic strip that I love legitimately, unironically love and still read to this day. And, um, you know, taking realizing the potential of that character to make money in other avenues. I'm not going to begrudge a guy that not when it produces quality stuff. Yeah. 
So, uh, you know, Jim Davis, of course, is the creator and the writer, uh, you know, uh, for this episode, for this uh, special as well. Uh, your director is Phil Roman, who also acts as your producer. Um, the production company is Film Roman, uh, yep. kind of kind of thing. So, yeah, but, and Phil, Phil Roman, Phil Roman, did. or Film Roman, yeah. get it? The produ- it? Yeah, Phil Roman's production company was Film Roman. It's yeah. it's, it's brilliant. Uh, <laughs> Phil Roman, you see his name a lot when you're watching, like around holidays, you see his yeah. name a lot because he did a lot of these animated specials, sure. both with Garfield and the Peanuts. And uh, very, uh, you know, very uh, accomplished and prolific work in the animated field. Yeah. And uh, your your stars here, uh, Lorenzo Music uh, is who plays Garfield. Um, he voices Garfield. Um, and then you go on to uh, and um, he passed away in uh, 2001. Um, but he would be he, he actually was on the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour. Um, he was in the Bob Newhart show. Um, he wrote episodes for the Mary, Mary Tyler Moore and Rhoda. So it was, you know, he had a, a, um, a, a, a career in te- television, um, that had touched on some major, major parts of, uh, uh, you know, things, I mean, you know, Mary Tyler Moore show, you know, those kind of shows. I mean, those were huge hits shows. Yeah. Um, he also, uh, does, uh, well, uh, he, um, he also sings the vocals with Lou Rawls. Uh, for the theme song of the uh, of the uh, of Garfield, um, yes. for the gonna be so. Um, you also have uh, Tom Hughes uh, here as well. Tom Hughes uh, plays John Arbuckle and Minky the Clown. Yep. Um, Greg uh, Berger is Odie and the TV announcer. Uh, and uh, real quick note about sure. about Greg Greg Berger, Berger. Uh, known known voice actor, um, probably the most. Uh, the most, the ones that jumped out to me from his filmography, he is Grimlock. Yes. From the Transformers, including Transformers, the movies, me, Grimlock, love challenge, you know, so that great voice that has informed Grimlock for cheese and rice going on almost 40 years um, is, is uh, Greg Berger. The other one, this one, this one's for you, Jay. I thought you would love this. He voiced corn fed on Duckman. <laughs> Sorry to burst in here like a runaway freight train. <laughs> uh, Duckman, what an underrated show that most people never have seen. Uh, it's like the Oblongs. People just kind of like, you know, like, well, but probably even it's more known that, than the, the Oblongs. The a bit more obscure even than Duckman, yeah. I would say. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying, but like, it's like the Oblongs. Like people like they'll see it. They're like, that's weird. But like yeah. Duckman was on TV for a long time. It's Jason Alexander. Uh, but a lot of people didn't bother watching it because it just was not their cup of tea. And you definitely had to like the show. Because if you didn't like the first yeah. episode of Duckman, you're not going to like the next episode of Duckman. So I'm just throwing it out there. Well, and the thing also is that if Duckman comes out 10 years later, yeah. when adult animation, like oh, yeah. if it comes out in the Adult Swim era, not oh, even yeah. 10 years, maybe 15 years later in the Adult Swim era, that show yeah. is way more popular yeah. than it was yeah. on it's just USA as a random show. But. Yeah. But and eventually it got picked up and it actually, well, not to, this is not a Duckman podcast, but eventually it gets yeah. picked up and shown later in syndication um, when Adult Swim and all those places were trying to, you know, grab up every show they could, um, you know, Duckman was one of those shows that was uh, um, when you're we trying to show these edgier things like Ren and Stimpy and things like that. Like, yeah, it was eventually shown again and it had a second life. Anyway, um, more about the Garfield thing we're talking about here. Um, so announced as Garfield's this originally announced as Garfield's Halloween Adventure. Garfield in Disguise originally aired, as you said, October 30th, 1985. 
um, along with the peanut special is the great pumpkin Charlie Brown, which let's face it, the great chunk the great chunkin, the great pumpkin Charlie Brown has in the last, oh, I don't know. I mean, it's always been a hit, but I'd say in the last you know, 10 to 15 years has kind of yeah. grown beyond the scope of what it could be. Like, it's not just yeah. a TV special anymore. It's now like a staple of life. And mm-hmm. the year, what year would they take it off? What year was, did they not allow it to it was, be on television? It was, what, it was 2018, 2019, a few years back. And they didn't allow it on television. And, and people were like, yeah. you got to go to Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus to see it. And people lost their minds. And I yes. was like, man, thank God I have it on DVD and Blu-ray because I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about it. Um, and people are like, well, I, there's no way else to watch it. And they're like, well, no, we're not going to show it. And people <clears> came <throat> unglued. And yeah. I don't blame them because that thing should be on every year, just like Rudolph should be on every year and uh, Charlie Brown Christmas and Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Like there's there should be some staples that should be on every year. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. There are some newer ones, uh, especially stuff from the DreamWorks, from DreamWorks and from um, uh, Pixar, which are really funny and very good. But if they're not on, I'm not going to lose my yeah. mind as much. Not as Not going to lose it. Yeah. So. I, I will say to that end, I don't remember the last time I saw Garfield's Halloween adventure actually on television. Yeah, it's been a long time. It was probably back on ABC Family when it was still called ABC Family. But that said, and we'll talk about this at the end, it's on the official Garfield and Friends YouTube channel. So I think yeah. they knew it's like, hey, we got it out here. You can go get, see it for free. No, no subscription service required. <laughs> So um, in in years, you know, in in the 80s, especially Garfield was kind of a staple to be shown on CBS. Again, having the rights to it makes it kind of important. Um, And they would often show it with the great pumpkin, uh, Charlie Brown, right, kind of thing. But by Mm -hmm. by, by about 2015 or so that I can't remember the last time that Luke Luke said, I can't remember the last time Garfield's Halloween adventure I saw on television. Now, I've watched it. I've I've seen it, but it's I don't I didn't watch it in television because we had to show Haley. Um, when she was little, little, she saw it. Um, but again, this is, this is traditional after trick or treat viewing in my house We it'll, the great pumpkin will vacillate, but we always watch Garfield's Halloween adventure after trick or treating in my house. It is, it is a staple. And I mean, my oldest is, is 14 for crying out loud, you know, let that sink in Jesus. But anyway, the, um, the, yeah, so it, it is, it is an absolute holiday staple. If you're the right age to remember it, you know? Yeah. Um, and the nice part about uh, this is that if you have the DV, it's on the um, it's included on the Garfield Halloween, uh, the holiday collection on uh, yep. which is sold through Walmart. And, but it's also you can get other places, too. And as Luke said, it was made available on digital uh, that what uh, the same year. And back in 2014, it was made available digitally as well. Um, and it's on the official YouTube channel. All right. Let's get to the actual story here. OK, so. Um, if you're not familiar with Garfield, um, one, where have you been? Um, and two, um, there are some staples of Garfield throughout this entire thing, to say the least. So you might yeah. be like, well, why is that happening? Because it always happens. Like, yes. uh, And you kind of need to know a little about Garfield. Um, they kind of assume you kind of know a little bit about Garfield when you get there. I mean, not, it's not like you have to, like, you know, see every special and everything in the world. But they're assuming you actually know who this orange cat is not yes. to be confused with a different orange cat different. that I love. Um, even yeah. if he doesn't have the riff cats with him. 
Uh, just saying. So, <laughs> as an aside, have you read he- uh, Heathcliff in the yes. last few years? No, it is bananas. No, no not in the that last few strip years. Is, that strip is insane, and no. it's fantastic. I'm not no. even I'm not saying that as a negative. Heathcliff is a one-panel strip, and it is nuts. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's perfect. Well, anyway. the thing is with Heathcliff is they used to have those like died, like you know how you had all the the Garfield uh, books. Yes. Right. They used to have those Heathcliff books too, and there and, and it just was like those were more panels. Those were like little stories, but they were like yeah. But you know, I read those forever. You know, I mean not yeah. forever, but I read those when we were kids. Those were those were staples of throw them in your bag. We're going on vacation. Yep. And you're sitting there, you can just kind of read a few of them. And it wasn't like, you know, whoa, 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 wait, I got to wait till I finish this chapter. You're like, okay, it's Garfield you, or, or Heathcliff. You can pick it up in a minute, you know? So anyway, all right, here we go. Garfield wakes up early in the morning uh, watching the Blinky the Clown show on TV. Hey, kids! Okay, so the <laughs> Binky the Clown, if yeah. you don't like clowns, you ain't going to like Binky the Clown. I'll tell you that right no. now. He is it's like it's like it's like he's like one step below like Captain Spaulding for like terrifying yeah. clowns. Yeah, or Pennywise, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Yeah, he's very yeah, um, and uh, and learns that it's actually Halloween, causing him to become very excited about trick or treating that day. Garfield tricks Odie, shocker, into thinking dogs are yeah. required to trick or treat with the cats and give them almost all of their candy, almost all their candy to them, save for one piece of candy for the dog. Um, so let's just stop for a sec here. Yeah. Um, so Garfield, uh, you know, I know some people maybe didn't watch Garfield and friends, uh, and they maybe never seen a Garfield special and their knowledge of Garfield is the anime, the movies, right? Which Haley loves, by the way, they tell two kitties yeah. and things like that. Um, th- there's still things that show up in those that are universally, they're just universally through for Garfield, you know? Yes. Um, him tricking Odie, yeah. Ah, that's not like, you know, water's wet. You know, like, uh, you know, yeah, fire is hot. And yeah, water right, is wet. right. Yeah, it's not Gar- like Garfield. It, yeah, he he is a cat. Yeah, so he is selfish. Yeah, he's self interested. He's yeah. gluttonous. He has disdain for dogs. Yeah. It's like yes, these are all traits that that operate on uh, n- a normal basis in Garfield. The the other one that I I really it doesn't touch on this, but. You know, he is excited, excited, excited about the candy, 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 candy. And, and he just keeps getting himself. Oh, calm down. Calm down. Keep yourself together, Garfield. Um, so John has prepared him breakfast. Yes. And he says, well, I'm saving it all for the candy, 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 candy. And then, then we do the gag where he comes and he's, I'll just have a muffin. And he walks off. I'll just have some toast and some bacon. Ah, I might as well just take the whole thing. And, it, and it, there's a little musical stinger each time he comes back. Yeah. And John is just sitting there absorbing it because that's John's role is to be, uh, you know, to suffer. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so that real, that breakfast gag, I knew again, you know, it's coming, but it's still funny. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I have, I have a cat right now who's half cat, half sausage. So I know the fat cat routines here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Odie is tempted by the minimal reward. And he and Garfield head to the ad for the uh, head for the attic to find costumes in an old trunk. Um, after considering a number of options, Garfield decides that he and Odie will be pirates. Yes. Oh boy. And, so we get we get a song here, yeah. which is the "What Shall I Be," which is a song where Garfield is trying on different costumes, saying he can be a vampire bat, he could be a black cat, he could be an alien, he could be any number of things. And first off, it, it's a good song. The music in the Garfield specials was always good. Um, 
uh, like you said, the um, it had, it was the same musical team that that worked on all of them. You know, that's um, uh, Desiree Gayette and uh, um, Ed Bogus, and yep. then uh, Lou Balls and Lou Rawls and Lorenzo Music were singing. But I like that song also because that to me. There's a lot of things that I love about Halloween. Halloween is one of my favorite holidays, not just because I like monsters and stuff. I mean, that plays a role. But Halloween is the one night of the year where it's okay to be someone else. And you get to choose who that someone else is, right? Um, You know, he says, I could be a cat. Uh, I could be a black cat. I could be a vampire bat. All these things. These are the options that you have at Halloween. So I do like that. That is the one night that you get to choose who you are when the rest of the year you got to be yourself. So I, I do like that, and it does lean into the, you know, the, the trick-or-treating aspect of Halloween, which is, you know, that, that to me is very uh, traditional and very nice. It's so funny. You say you get to choose to be here. Christy Brinkley! No, no, Christy no, Brinkley! Our... I knew at some point we were going to yell, Christy Brinkley, on this episode. <laughs> we yell it anyway. But it's like, Christy yeah. Brinkley! No, no Garfield, Garfield Cats. Cats. Christy uh, Brinkley! <laughs> yeah. Those of you, you got to know your your uh, U.S. Acres reference there, too. Yes. So. Garfield and, and Orson does cameo when Garfield's flipping channels. We do yes. see Orson for a second as you well. Do. Which um, is so funny. And, <laughs> yeah. And I do love that they're pirates. Yes. Because a pirate is, again, a traditional Halloween costume. It's perfectly okay to dress up as a pirate. I know this year, so little go a little local here. So this year, my neighborhood, this past year, I should say, um, they were named on a Facebook list as, oh, this, these are the neighborhoods in this town you got to go to for Halloween. So we had a lot of trick-or-treaters this past year, okay? And I know I saw a few pirates in there. So it's like a pirate's a good traditional Halloween costume. And you can see, you know, it's not, it's something that, again, no one's going to blink an eye at a pirate on Halloween night. And it's not something that's scary or ridiculous. It's a good traditional costume, you know? It also leads to a great bit where... Um, we, they, they are dressed up and, uh, John says, oh, I guess you boys are going out trick or treating. And he says, yeah, we be, I be orange beard, the pirate. And this be me first mate, Odie, the stupid. <laughs> you couldn't get away with that nowadays on a, no. you know, kind of thing. So you got to but... mite too many peg legs there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> all peg legs. <laughs> uh, where are we? Okay. So Garfield and Odie head out trick or treating amongst young children around the neighborhood that evening. Uh, when Odie expresses fear, Garfield assures him that the scary characters they uh, they see are only children in costumes, only to lift some of the costumes and discover the characters are actually supernatural. Okay, yes. so the the thing is that you know this it's a cartoon, right? Yeah. You you've already bought in the fact that you can hear what this cat is saying, that you know John like whatever like you bought into all this stuff. You've got to buy in that some of these have got to be actual ghosts, you know, kind of thing, or right. actual monsters or, you know, some, whatever. Some spooky stuff can happen. Yeah. So that this this segment, and, yeah. it, and it's it's like only a few minutes, this segment is amazing yeah. because we get – the first thing we get is we get their pirate song. Yes. Which if, if there is a there is a non-zero percentage chance that if I am walking around, like just walking to get steps or taking a break at work or whatever, that this is the song I'm singing. You know, uh, 60 men all lost at sea, all of them drunk except for me. Was I alone to face the storm with nothing in sight to keep me warm? Yo, ho, 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 over the raging seas we go. Yo, ho, 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 wherever the four winds blow, I'm high. It's amazing. And it has this great 
melody. It's like a pirate, like a, like a sea shanty type of melody that Garfield sings as they're stalking through the streets. And then the melody is used again for the end credits. It yes. is so great. Yeah. Some kind person has looped this together into like an hour on YouTube. <laughs> and it is, it is, it is, it is, somebody's out there. Not all heroes wear capes is all I'm saying, you know? So, um, um yeah. but, uh, but yes, but then the scaredy cat song, the one thing I'm not is a scaredy cat. And they, it, it's a great series of gags where there's a ghost. And so he pulls the sheet to the ghost up and it's a Bigfoot. It's just the foot of Bigfoot. <laughs> it's like, that's, I, I love animation jokes like that, that you, that you take advantage of the format. It's like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> that work exactly right exactly exactly and then the ghoul that look who looks a lot like gargamel yes the second guy the ghoul yeah. they pull the ghoul mask off and his face is exactly the same and they run away because the one thing they're not is a scaredy cat and then finally the last one is a ghost and they lift it up and it actually is a ghost and there's nothing under the sheet which always makes me think of beetlejuice yeah <laughs> what do you want night of living dead under there what like, it's a movie so yeah. <laughs> um by nightfall, Garfield and Odie arrive on a dock, and Garfield decides to cross the river on a rowboat to visit more houses. Uh, when Garfield tells him uh, to put out the orders, Odie, Odie misinterprets uh, the command and accidentally throws the oars overboard, leaving the boat adrift as the current takes Garfield and Odie down the river. Um, of course, you know, the very kind of classic idea there, like, you know, uh, throw out the anchor and just literally throws it away, you know, kind of thing or whatever. Yes. Very Three Stooges yeah. and whatever. Classic kind of comedy stuff that kids in the 80s would 100% know exactly what they're talking about. Right. You know, kind of thing. Um, so. so this whole bit, we get to see them trick-or-treating, which is funny because Garfield says, just follow my lead. And he says, gimme. Give me, That's yeah. what he says to the woman. And uh, well, and, and what's funny is that the, the woman who answers the door that is uh, is Desiree Goyette. So that's, uh, you know, she yeah. who had handled some of the music or was working with the music. I also love we get a great, a great, another look into Garfield's complete lack of morals. Yeah. It's mine, I tell you, all mine. <laughs> you know, so. Um, and then and then again, one after Odie puts the oars out, we get another great bit of Garfield panicking where he says, I want my mommy. And that's the commercial break is him yelling that as they're drifting down the river. Mm hmm. Uh, great, great little uh, stinger before you take a break for a few minutes. So soon the boat arrives at an abandoned dock near a rundown mansion. They venture inside the home thinking it's deserted, but are startled to find an old man sitting in an armchair. Yeah. Okay. So right at the right at the 16 minute mark, the creepy stuff starts in this special. Yeah. You know, we've, we've gone through them trick or treating and the silly stuff. And now the creepy stuff starts up. So the man relates a story that exactly 100 years ago, pirates pursued by government troops buried their treasure in the floor of the mansion and signed a blood oath to return for the treasure at midnight and a hundred years later, even if it meant rising from the grave. Okay, so this is 1985. John Carpenter's The Mist is already out. Just throwing yes. it out there. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, <laughs> But to be fair, the majority of the target audience for this had probably not seen. Yes, that is that is true. The that fog, is true. You know, the fog. What I say, the mist. The mist. Oh my god, that's not there's like no giants. There's no giant spiders. In yeah, this. no, the mist. The mist came much later. That's uh, that's yeah. a Stephen King, uh, yeah. um, short story that was turned into a really good movie. Uh, yes, John Carpenter's The Fog. Um, are you weird? That's what that's what she asked him, right? Yeah, and he's like, Yeah, I'm weird. Yeah, I'm weird. Yeah, yeah. Tom Atkins, baby. <laughs> 
Um, where we uh, okay. The old man says he was ten years old. He was a ten year old cabin boy who the pirates had long uh, had long ago. Garfield and Oldie start to leave, and Garfield asks the man if he wants to come too, but he has disappeared. The man steals their boat and leaves Garfield and Odie behind. Yep. Yep. I love it. The, the whole pirate flashback, yeah. which is told in static shots, yes. is quite nice. I do like that. Um, I also like the, the, the old man is voiced by uh, Lindsay Workman, who was a very prolific character actor, did lots of TV work. Uh, not not anything like he was ever really a star, but he was he did tons and tons of stuff through the 50s and 60s. Uh, if you look at him, he looks like a guy you saw on a TV show. Yeah. But he's got a great voice. It's this this very uh, kind of uh, weedily wavering old man voice, and it's really really well done. And so that like I said, the 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 statement that is credited to Jim Davis is that he wanted something that would um would start with a familiar tone and then go somewhere that would at least scare the four-year-olds yeah and so this is a very kind of creepy story that he tells them and garfield and Odie are suitably creeped out now of course there is a great bit here where he goes and he steals the boat and it's not just that he stole the boat he steals the candy yes because the candy's in the boat goes like the candy you know so we do have a little bit of levity still. It's not all creepy stuff. So see Lindsay Workman uh, for for Boss Bugs and Babes fans. He's the supervisor from Westworld. There just the thought out there. He actually yep. is also the Maitre D in Naked Gun Two Naked and a Half. Gun, the Smell of Fear, yeah. uh, another classic. Um, which which, in all fairness, to be aside, uh, we had shown Haley um, an episode of Police Squad. And she was like, that's pretty funny. I was like, you think that's funny? Because I yeah. I think we'd seen all the police squads. And then we showed her Naked Gun. Because you got to, there's a step yeah. up from police squad to Naked Gun. There's a big, big step. Right. She almost peed herself watching Naked Gun. Loved Naked Gun two right. and a half. I'm like, she's like, these are so good. And I'm like, so, but she forgets that the show is called Police Squad. She goes, Naked Gun. We watched that. I'm like, yeah, the movie. She goes, no, the show. I go, there's no show called that. It's just funny. But mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway, uh, not necessarily for everyone's child to watch the no. Naked Gun movies, but Police Squad, you got to kind of pay attention. There's not a lot on that. There's not a lot there to be, you know, whatever, but yeah. still, you got to pay attention. You got to know your references uh, on this episode, you know, uh, special guest, yeah. Lauren Green. Uh, so uh, they always die. She goes, Dad, how come they don't ever have those people on the episode? They go, because they're there. They die. Yeah, they're uh, there. That's yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the long case clock chimes midnight and Garfield and Odie watch as ghostly ship, ghostly ship materializes on the river and the pirate pirate ghosts emerge from the water. Garfield and Odie hide in an attempt in an empty cupboard as the ghosts reclaim their buried treasure from the floorboards of the house. As he and Garfield stay where they are, Odie sneezes and alerts the ghosts to their whereabouts, making a run for it. Uh, Garfield and Odie jump into the river to escape where the, where Odie has to rescue Garfield who, as he can't swim. All right. Stop there for a second. Right. So the ghosts come out. Now we're going to have them come in and get their, their treasure out of the ground. Um, again, it's the quote unquote spooky parts of this. It's not truly scary by any stretch of imagination. Maybe if you're a little, little, but like even little, little, they probably would see this as kind of being kind of silly. Um, you know, it's not played for laughs, but it's kind of like, you know, Whatever, you know, it's not scary, scary. No, uh, it's not. And it, but it does, like I said, it does have some the spookier aspects to it because what I like here is that 
the music changes. Yes. And the music becomes much more serious in this part. And there's almost no dialogue in this sequence. You know, even when they're running around, there's not much dialogue. I mean, Garfield makes a joke about we have to hide even and not worry about the fact that they know where we are, you know. And there's a gag where Odie sticks his head in a flower pot. Not there, stupid, you know, so. Um, but the bit I like in this is when the ghosts actually come in the house. And again, there's no dialogue once they're hiding and we see them go into the floorboards and the floorboards straining and bursting with the bright white light. It looks like almost something out of like a, like a, a PG 13 horror movie, right? Yep. That you yep. would use the bright white lights with that. So it, I, I really do like that. And I do like that. Uh, you know, they're, they, they are, in some sort of peril. They are running away from these ghosts that are chasing after them. So there is a little bit of peril here. Yeah. They didn't shy away from that in some of the Garfield specials. The Nine Lives of Garfield has a segment where in one of his lives, Garfield is a laboratory animal and is on the run and is being mm-hmm. chased down. So there is some peril put in there. And it's not a lot, and I'm not saying it is, but it it is just enough that I think it works that it, it supports both tones. You know, it's the line from Halloween. It's Halloween night. Everybody's entitled to one good scare. Right. right? Yeah. So that this is Garfield and Odie's one good scare on Halloween night. Uh, so Garfield and Odie are washed ashore and find that their boat with the candy, uh, find their boat with the candy still is inside untouched. Uh, they yep. go home happy and Garfield repays Odie's rescue by reluctantly giving him his rightful share of the candy. Uh, yes. And, and a great, a, a great, first off, Odie saves Garfield, which I love, because the two of them, yes, Garfield tor- torments Odie and picks on him, but the two of them will have each other's back all the time. I yep. always like that. Uh, it's, a, again, a traditional part of the strip, especially, and on the animated shows, which get a little bit more involved in the strip. Garfield has one of the, an amazing line here when he's saying that, well, you know, Odie, since you saved my life about a zillion times tonight, I'm going to do something now, which is a great personal sacrifice on my part. Here's your half of the candy. <laughs> so I'd say that, I use that phrase, a great personal sacrifice on my part. I use that with the kids all the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> so afterwards, Garfield turns on the TV and watches the old man wearing the pirate hat um, and hosting an all-night pirate movie festival. Uh, instead, Garfield turns off the TV and decides to go to bed for the rest of the night, and that's how we yep. close. Um, you know, kind of, you know, leading maybe to wonder, um, was there any real ghost to begin with? Was it all in Garfield's head? Whatever kind of thing. Uh, obviously, you know, Odie, um, is not played for as the most intelligent dog in the world. Uh, we kind of believe anything, but, um, you know, uh, it's, this is a, this is a cute, uh, 24 minute little special. Um, like I said, it won an Emmy, which is amazing. I I mean, because we know why, because we don't think of like things like this. You know, winning an Emmy kind of thing. It's like, oh, it's like a big deal. Like, but yeah, this is a well-made special. It's thought out well. It's got good music. Like, there's nothing here that would be like, oh, it's you know, it's too childish or too whatever. But this yeah. was the 1980s. This was what animation looked like. This is what it was. Um, nowadays, you know, uh, it, it it holds together. I mean, it holds together. I think it holds up and it holds yeah, together yeah. well because, again, it doesn't. Okay, the the thing with the Great Pumpkin. Great Pumpkin has its whole mythology, right? But ultimately, what's the core of the Great Pumpkin? Kids going trick-or-treating and going to a Halloween party. Yep. Right? And even the stuff with, like, Snoopy and the Red Baron. It's still Snoopy being someone else for Halloween. Right? Yep. So it's still – it's still that's and that's one of the reasons why it works. It's not trying 
it, it's it's relatable. Yeah. And Garfield's Halloween adventure is relatable. Kids still go out and trick or treat. And there still might be some spooky stuff that might happen on Halloween. Yeah. I had a, uh, it, 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 again, this, this was a couple of years ago. I don't go out trick or treating. I stay at the house and, and hand out candy. And, you know, we live on the end of a cul-de-sac. And there's not a ton of lights on our cul-de-sac. But our, our cul-de-sac is very popular because the parents will pull down partway and let the kids, you know, walk and do the whole cul-de-sac, right? Because all the houses participate. And But it was getting on. It was after about 9, 9, 15 or so. So it was very dark out. Not as many kids coming out. And I'm looking down the road, just trying to see anybody. And I see the pair of the, the uh, you know, the, the, the fiery orange eyes just trotting down the road, just moving in the darkness. And it gets a little bit closer. And I see, okay, that's my cat. That's Copper the cat, who is our outdoor cat. But sure enough, there's a spooky cat walking down the street on Halloween night. Now, he's orange kind of like Garfield, actually, not a black cat. But I can imagine that if you're a little kid and you see a pair of eyes in the darkness on Halloween night, that might be a little spooky, right? So I, I think it works well because, first off, you know, this crew, you know, Phil Roman and, um, you know, Lorenzo Music and Jim Davis and Lou Rawls and the, all that whole crew, they did such a wonderful job with Garfield and animation in general mm -hmm. that most of them really hold up well. Yeah. I mean, the three holiday ones are staples, absolute staples at my yeah. house. But this one, I think, again, because it still does provide exactly what we think of for a kid's Halloween. You right. know, and I, I think that's why it works as well as it does. It's funny. I didn't know which story you were going to tell. They're going to tell the Batman story. Where it's oh, like, come on, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> come on, Batman. You know, that's when I'm, I'm dressed as the shape sitting yeah. on my porch. And he runs and away. Yeah. <laughs> no, the two, the, the, two, the two teenagers who ran and never stopped, that was the one that – my wife's like, we have candy. They're like, we don't care. <laughs> no, but it was funny. The Batman, he was like, I'm not going up there. Come on, Dark Knight. Let's go. <laughs> you know, that, that's my neighbor. That, that was my neighbor and his and his son, who was, I mean, he was maybe like six. He was a little guy. So I was still... like, come on, Batman. You trying to go up there, you know? And that's exactly what my neighbor sounds it's like, just too, so by the way. Funny, he is also from New York. But <laughs> I'm saying it's just so funny. It's like, come on, Dark yeah. Knight. Because we've had people come. I mean, we don't, we don't. I mean, I stay back. And well, it depends. Uh, one year, well, this is a one year. Some years, I have to stay back uh, and man the door when Haley when Haley was little and Kelly's with a group of people, um, you know, kind of thing out trick or treating. But other years, like the year that Kelly had been, uh, they thought she'd been exposed to COVID, even though she didn't have it. I had to take Kaylee, and now we're out. And this is when Haley was dressed as the liquor from uh, um, um, Resident Evil. And yes. she had done the costume with it, and she and she painted it. She all painted herself. And we did her fingers, like they're all, you know, whatever. And we're walking around, and it's during COVID, so everyone's got masks on supposedly. But Haley's got a mask on, so she can't wear a mask. Mask. And people are right. like, "Hey, buddy!" She's like, "I'm a girl," and they put her mask <laughs> back down. So she scared more people, not with the mask, but when she yank it up and just yell at them because of her anger. Right. Uh, so, but yeah, but that, just still, when you told me the, "Come on, Batman, get up there," I was like, "Man." Yeah. There are kids who get scared, like got scared of Haley, who yeah. like walked away from her. I mean, she's a little girl. Like, she's right. little. It's like she's really a kid. There's no monster that small. But I, right. ne I never dress up for that reason, because if I was to put on uh, the master's head and hands and just like, you know, be there in the shadows, kids, kids would poop themselves, you know, kind of thing. Right. So, um, you know, because they think they're all big, bad and tough, but they're just a bunch of losers. Uh, you know, especially the high school wins. The little kids, I wouldn't scare anyway because that's no, not very. No, no, I never. Fun. I'll be honest. I never. You had to be at least, you know, yeah. 
later elementary school, yeah, middle yeah. school, if I was going to scare you on Halloween as as the shape. I would the little kids. I would see them coming, and I would make sure that to wave and say Happy Halloween and stuff and all that. Yeah, but I'm you know, saying they, they they don't understand the blank face. Yeah, know? right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like to, for me to put on like any one of the masks that I've painted, like or you know whatever, like it's a different level of of scary for a little kid. Yeah. You know, if they see this, this hulking, I mean, I'm way, way bigger than they are, you know, so. Right. Um, but Halloween, of course, you know, we all, um, you know, a lot of us have memories of Halloween, have memories of, uh, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, when we were, you know, trick-or-treating as a kid, trick-or-treating, you know, not, not maybe when we're a little older, uh, maybe, you know, um, taking our kids, if you are, if you're of the age to have children, taking them Halloween, uh, you know, it's a very different experience when I was getting the candy. And now I'm just the old guy walking behind going, thanks, thanks, you know, kind of yeah. thing, right? You know, and it's your neighbors who don't like you. And they're like, well, oh. you know, you know that, and I'm well, like, that, I don't that, like that, you that either. Is, you well, know? that is the thing, you know, Halloween is also, and I've said this before, it's the only holiday where you're encouraged to spend time with the people in your, in your community. Yeah. Right. You go yeah. out and you, I mean, there are people in our, now we live in a different type of neighborhood than you do. Yeah. But you know, we, we ours, our neighborhood has a lot of houses in it. Like I said, it, it's made less for being very good for trick or treating. There are people that, you know, my wife sees and she might only see them once or twice a year. And once in a, one of those times is Halloween. Yeah. You know, and, and they've seen our kids grow up. Yeah. You know, once or twice a year kind of thing for this kind of stuff. So it, you know, that is that that's to me an, an important part of Halloween. It is it is about it's weird. Other holidays are usually about family, but Halloween's more about community. Yeah. More than anything no, else. You know? I do. I get that. We're just... all dressed up so that we don't, you know, we, that we, we fool all the ghosts and goblins that are wandering the earth, yeah. you know. But it's also one of those holidays, too. Um, and I think this is one of the things that uh, um, it's, you know, uh, I had friends who have kids and they're like, well, we don't want to make Halloween scary for them. I was like. But the problem is, if you don't tell them that there's things that are scary in the world, or yeah. you know the monsters or whatever, then someone's going to inform them of this on the bus, and you're going to deal with it when they get home, <laughs> and that's not going to end well. You want to get ahead of that one. And they were like, right. really? And I'm like, think of the things you learned on a bus. And they were like, oh. And I'm like, yeah, they're going to learn that stuff anyway. So you either get ahead of certain ones that you can control, and other ones you ain't going to be able to control. Um, and for those of you who have kids... You start thinking about that going, oh, geez, really? You know, kind of yeah. thing, because that's all going to happen, and it's going to it's gonna happen. So, um, anyway, yeah. I just want to say thank you to Luke for coming on to do uh, Garfield Halloween. Um, we tried to figure out a Halloween one. I figured, why not do his favorite one? Yeah. Um, you know, an easy choice would have been to do, you know, Charlie the Great Pumpkin. But I think there's a lot of people who have talked about the Great Pumpkin in the last few years who have really kind of, like, read more into it and made it bigger than it's supposed to be and whatever. And again, I still love it, but it's, uh, it's literally at a point where, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you know, it, it kind of, kind of took a life. Of it, its it elicits, own. it elicits strong feelings. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? That's but a diplomatic fine. way to say it's it. It's fine. I mean, just say it's it. fine. I mean, Garfield's Halloween adventure does what it says on the tin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, so, all right, folks. Uh, so, you know, thank you all for, uh, spending your, your Halloween listening to bots, bugs and babes. Of course, you know, we, we appreciate all the downloads and the listens. Um, every little bit helps. Uh, I want to thank Luke, of course, for coming on. Um, he spent the last two episodes together. Luke uh, was here for, uh, when we just did, um, uh, I was a teenage Frankenstein. Uh, and now Luke's obviously here to do Garfield's Halloween adventure. Uh, up next folks, I'm going to tell you, um, then uh, you hear me in November, you're going to hear just me 
as I cover uh, 1972's Horror Express, the movie that everyone thinks is British, but it's from Spain, um, which is... When he's but really to be funny. fair, it looks British. Um, and, it, and it's got Chris Lee and Peter Cushing and Telly Savalas, so it really looks like it might be British, but right. okay. Um, or yeah. Russian, but it's not either one of those. It's Spanish. Anyway. I mean, you realize it's got two Bond villains in it. For yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Uh, uh, but um, anyway, uh, so I just want to say thank you to uh, uh, for Luke to being here. Luke, why don't you tell people where they can find you on the Internet? Oh, what sure thing. Well, like I said, if you've enjoyed listening to uh, me uh, contribute here to this episode about Garfield, you can check out my uh, podcast, which is Earth Destruction Directive, which covers Japanese giant monsters. Anywhere that you find bots, bugs, and babes, you can also find Earth Destruction Directive, as we are both part of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. I'm also a co-host, along with my brother and the hair metal hero Chris Tyler and Two True Freaks OG Chris Honeywell, on the Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror, which is a horror podcast, again, part of the Two True Freaks Network and available anywhere you found this show. And finally, I am also one of the hosts of Get Back to the Wrestling. Finally, there's a podcast on the Internet about professional wrestling. I do that show with Jay and the Hair Metal Hero. And again, part of the Two True Freaks Network. So anywhere you found this show, you can find that one. So if any of those sound interesting, please check them out. And I hope you enjoy them. So just want to remind everybody that uh, Earth Destruction Directive uh, is all ages, just like Bots, Bugs, and Babes, so totally fine for the kids, even if the movies we cover – well, the movies uh, Dad and I cover a lot of times might not be appropriate for children to watch. I don't think they're watching Dread. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, they should. It's awesome, yeah. but it's really not – it's kind of a harsh uh, – you know, what do you call – but uh, they could totally watch like um, – you know, like Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger and things like that, right. um, you know, yeah. that we ever. And uh, so I just want to throw that out there. Uh, that's all ages. Um, but the, uh, you know, Boss Bugs and Babes and Earth Structure Directive, a lot of times, uh, you know, these are kind of like, these shows are kind of joined at the hip sometimes because we are very much family oriented. It's a lot of, uh, you know, our love of movies and stuff like that. The Vault, we love movies there too, but there's some colorful language. A lot of it comes from me. Um, and the same thing on uh, Get Back to the Wrestling um, so just keep in mind, keep that in mind if you, before you pop those on in front of the little ones. Anyway, like I said, uh, I want to thank Luke for being here. I hope everyone enjoyed Garfield's Halloween adventure, AKA Garfield in disguise, in case you are old school and want to go there. Uh, next month again, horror express comes rolling on down the tracks folks. Um, and make sure you, uh, turn off the lights and check everyone's eyes. Um, so happy Halloween from everyone here at bots, bugs and babes. And like we say, keep those cards and letters coming. And keep watching the skies. This is Tokyo, once a city of six million people. What has happened here was caused by a force which, up until a few days ago, was entirely beyond the scope of man's imagination. Tokyo, a smoldering memorial to the unknown. An unknown which at this very moment still prevails and could at any time lash out with its terrible destruction anywhere else in the world. Hi folks, Luke Giaconetti here. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Do you like giant monsters, or as they're called in Japan, Daikaiju? Monsters like Godzilla, Rodan, Gamera, King Ghidorah, or Mothra? Do you like more obscure monsters, such as Gappa or Yangari? Do you like giant heroes like Ultraman, or super robots like the Shogun Warriors? If you answered yes to any of these questions, 
then I think you might like my podcast, Earth Destruction Directive. I'm a dedicated fan of all things Daikaiju, and I'd like to share that with all of you. Please check out Earth Destruction Directive at twotruefreaks.com. Earth Destruction Directive, where we turn your Daikaiju dreams into city-smashing reality. This has been an episode of Bots, Bugs, and Babes, the B-Movie Podcast. If you'd like to contact me, please email the show at botsbugsbabes at gmail.com. If you'd like to find me online, I'm on Facebook under my name, Jason Jacknetti. I often contribute to the Two True Freaks Facebook group. You can visit my Facebook page, The Art of Horror Collective, and you can search the hashtag, The Art of Horror Collective. On Instagram, find me under my name, Jason Jacknetti. And search the hashtag, The Art of Horror Collective, as well as the new hashtag, Bots, Bugs, Babes Podcast. I'm the only one using them. I'm also on Twitter, at Jason Giaconetti. And you can visit my webpage at www.theartofhorrorcollective.wordpress.com. All movies, characters, stories, music, etc. are properties of their respective holders. This is a fan work, and any use of any property is purely for review discussion, entertainment. So don't sue me. I ain't got anything anyway. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. Will you stop?